The following podcast contains strong language and a lot of stupidity. Enjoy listening. Hello and welcome back to Raise the Question. Today we have a very special podcast. We've got the Valentine's Day special. For all of you guys who are, you know, looking forward to this day, who have something amazing planned for your significant other or who are simply admiring the day as it was meant to be, we're going to talk about the day itself, some of the aspects it has, some of the connotations it comes with. So in particular, we're going to be talking about love, what it means for people, uh, you know, love languages, aspects of love. We're going to share a couple of stories of our own just to, you know, relate to you guys. And hopefully if you enjoy it enough, you can reply back to us on our Instagram page, which is raise underscore works. Make sure you check that out as well. Today, I've got some very special guests. I've got a load of my sisters here and <laughs> I've got the editor in chief himself, Aki, who luckily didn't have any work to do. So he's jumped on like the VIP he is. Uh, just to introduce ourselves really quickly. You guys know me. Uh, we've got Aki and our lovely guest today. We've got Leafy, my older Hi. sister, Nunu. Hi. We've got her friends, Vaskiyaka and Kabiyaka. Hello. Guys, as we do in every podcast, we're going to start it off with a quick game of this or that. And considering it's, it is our Valentine's Day special, the questions are going to relate to the topic at hand. So starting off, which would you prefer? Chocolates or flowers? Kabiyaka, if you want to take it off? Uh, flowers. flowers. Yeah, flowers? Mm-hmm. Fair enough, not a lot of chocolates. Vaskiaka? I'm a flowers girl myself. Hey. Nudu? See, usually, if this was five years ago, I would have said chocolates, but I've recently developed uh, the opposite of a sweet tooth, so I can't really stand chocolate as much anymore, so I'm going to have to go for flowers, even though they die after a week, but okay. <laughs> Aki, what, what would you prefer, my friend? Uh, flowers, flowers. Flowers, yeah? And Leafy, which would you prefer, flowers or chocolates? Uh, I prefer flowers, and it's not because it dies, I just generally don't like chocolate, so it's like one or the other for me. <laughs> that experience at least. Oh dear, oh dear. <laughs> 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 right. I myself have not received either, but I have bought a lot of flowers for other people. Uh, you know, chief among them, my mum, my sisters, Leafy. I've even bought flowers for the lads when I want to take the piss. So, you know. <laughs> Hold on, I mean, that's a lie because I remember I've given you homemade chocolates for Valentine's Day. If that's I true, correctly. you have. You have, I remember that. Oh, what was that? That was years ago. You actually bought, what a story that was. So listeners, that was that was a hilarious day. So a couple of days before Valentine's Day, I called up Leafy and I said, listen, I've just made a bet with my friend. He said, I can't get a Valentine's. Can you help me prove him wrong? Can you be my Valentine's? She said, yeah, I'm down, let's do this, okay? She agreed to be Valentine's. I got, I won the bet, I got some money off it, and I was all happy, right? Four days later, it was actually Valentine's Day. And she calls me up, going, Raze, where are you? I was like, what do you mean? She's like, I'm at your house. I thought we did Valentine's Day. Where are you? On that particular day, something had gone wrong with another friend of ours, and me and a, and a bunch of the lads had gone off towards Edgeware to sort it out. So I'm on the bus talking to her going, I didn't know we were actually doing Valentine's Day. And she got so angry with me. She decided that, you know, to get me back, the, the, the best thing to do would be to spend Valentine's Day with my dad. I can't. 
top. Wow. Kudos to you, Leafy. Kudos to you. <laughs> in in Alipia's defense, I was there when this happened, and it was not a pretty picture to look at my mom's face seeing this girl show up at her doorstep with chocolates for her son, and her son nowhere in sight. Right. And this was at the beginning of our friendship with Alipia. Right. So my mom wasn't that. Um, she didn't know Alipia that well. Um, so that was really fun for me to watch as a spectator. Also, just a side note, I think it's a Japanese tradition, isn't it, to make homemade chocolates for your loved one on Valentine's Day? So I was geeking out over that because people who know me know that I love all things Japanese, from their sushi to their anime. You know, you're absolutely right. You know, in Japan and in Korea, they make uh, the girls give guys homemade chocolates on Valentine's Day or any type of gift. And then basically on the following month, on the 14th of uh, March, the guys gives girls gifts. So there's like a whole day dedicated to it. But it's not even that. It's kind of like I brought it for everyone. So it's not just for him. I brought this for the whole family. But the thing is, I was so gutted, and I was like, this guy called me out of my house, brought me like you know, wasted my day, and then he stood <laughs> me up. I was like, really? <laughs> so I was like, I... of course. And your dad loved me anyway. So I was oh, like, yeah, okay, yeah. two for two, you know. The, you know what? The best part of the whole day was receiving pictures of you taking selfies with my dad holding flowers. Honestly, hilarious. So yeah, she, she was really annoyed with me for a couple of days. I had to, you know, uh, buy her a teddy bear or something like that. Just cheer her up, basically. And It was a <laughs> pink bunny. You, you remember that? Wow. It was what? That must have been seven years ago now? Jesus Christ. A long time you bought ago. me a pink bunny with pink roses and you bought me galaxy chocolate bar and the thing is i hate, I hate galaxy. galaxy yeah i remember <laughs> yeah so as viewers as you can tell me and leafy go a long way back but yeah that's just one of the crazy stories we've had but let's let's get on with this or that we've, we've got on a massive tangent here but <laughs> moving on to the second question movie nights or dinner dates which would you prefer Nunu? Oh, that's a tough one. See, I feel like dinner date, if it's like a special occasion, like a birthday or like something you do once in a while. But if it's like a casual date, I would prefer a movie night. Comfort of my own home. Good All food. Right. Leafy? I'm the complete opposite. I always will choose a dinner date, hands down. Going to a nice place, new food, new atmosphere. I hate movie nights especially like for first dates you know because you can't talk to the person and get to know them and you know have a good evening you just sit there in silence i think movie nights are reserved for when you're in like a really long-term relationship and you're okay with being in each other's silence at home that's a really well thought out answer i like dinner dates but i actually quite like having like cooking together and sitting down as opposed to like going out because i think sometimes you can feel a bit inauthentic Okay, that's that's really good twist that. Uh, Kabiaka? I pretty much agree with Vasuki. Like having to make the food or like make that time to spend with your, you know, with each other and just organize it together and then sit down. Maybe I'll add, this is really, I guess, selfish. I'd like to have a movie to watch after whilst we've made the food to watch together. Like that's just my way of perhaps doing it. But if I had to choose making dinner together because food is important, food is life. So yeah. So, so a bit of a mixture of both. That's quite good, actually. Aki, what do you reckon, mate? With your vast um, experience. <laughs> no, okay. um, no I, I agree with um, uh, Leafy as well. It's, it's, uh, movie nights is kind of reserved when you're in like a relationship where you've actually grown 
to the point where you're actually comfortable together, you know, and you don't mind, you know, a movie night. And, you know, you kind of could uh, mix up with the whole um, cook a dinner for each other and then, you know, and then watch a movie afterwards together. That's a date itself. Shout. That's a shout. You know, personally, I, I want to say I prefer a movie night just because I am incredibly lazy and I would prefer to stay in. I knew but, that was coming. You, know, <laughs> <laughs> you guys know me well, but yeah. If, if I'm meeting someone for the first time, then yeah, it would have to be a dinner date. Even I, someone as lazy as, you know, anything you can think of, do realise that the gentlemanly thing to do is to take him out. So <laughs> we agree on that. Moving on to the next question. Would you would you prefer something spontaneous or would you prefer something planned out? So would you prefer someone surprising you with a, with a you know, something amazing? Or, you know, would you prefer if they've taken steps towards making it the best day possible? Let's, let's have Leafy take this one. So, in my experience, right, no offence to guys, they can't do anything spontaneously. Spontaneous for um, them is going down to Offence taken. Offence <laughs> taken. I don't care. Offence is taken. And you're going to carry on. Well, in, in my experience, the guys I've dealt with, for them, spontaneous is literally going down to the Central, going down the same route to the same shop, to the same restaurant they take other girls. That's spontaneous for them. So for them, sitting down, planning out the day, where to go, what to do, where to eat, is probably the best route chosen like you know it's so for us we get to enjoy the most and also when they're sitting down planning it they're planning it for us so there's like a really nice sentimental aspect of it that they spend all this time thinking about us and what they can do to make us happy and something we can do together that's a really well thought out answer and you know what i do agree we cannot plan we can't be spontaneous for shit no, that cancels me out. That cancels me out. Thank you. Aki, you can't do anything spontaneous. I spent 24 hours with you, mate. Trust me, I've been there. I remember service station. That was our little date. Yeah, that was... <laughs> yeah, so one day uh, when I was living out for a bit, uh, Aki calls me up at about... No, this is... A... You just call me out randomly, don't you? And you go, uh, Brad, I'm bored. Yeah, I, yeah, I turned yeah. to him. I asked him, I was like, what do you want to do? He goes, let's go for a drive. I was like, okay. So he, he shows up at my place within five minutes. We get in and he just drives. We had no idea where we were going. He just took any exit he could find. And we ended up going past Seven Oaks and ended up somehow in Hatfield in Hertfordshire. So at that point, we pull into a service station, realize where we are and go, you know what? It might be, it might be time to turn, <laughs> turn back. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, what do you reckon, Nunu? Spontaneous uh, or planned? Oh, this is another tricky one for me because I think I'm a bit of both. I like to be surprised. Like I want to be surprised, but I don't think I've ever genuinely been surprised in a good way. Let's not talk about bad surprises. That's for another episode. But I don't think I've <laughs> genuinely been surprised in a good way because I am a little bit of a... I think I'm just observant. I can tell when somebody's doing something they're not supposed to do. I remember for my 17th birthday, my friends were surprising me with a gift and literally their way of surprising me is one of them stopped me from entering my locker like my the hallway to my locker physically stopped me with some bullshit excuse and i could see the others behind them like trying to stuff things in my locker <laughs> acted surprised but i think it's also uh, uprising like dad once called me up while i was living out to tell me that my mom was going to surprise me with a new sari for my birthday and i should act surprised instead of letting me come home and find out <laughs> sorry 
He called me up and he said, "Hey, guess what? Mom's got your new sari. It's beautiful, but act surprised yet because it's a surprise." I remember that. I remember afterwards, mom and dad going, "Yeah, I just told her in advance. I can't, I couldn't be off the wait." I was like, "This is how I know we're related." Actually, I planned my own 21st birthday party that was supposed to be a surprise party for me because my my friends called up my dad um, to discuss hosting a surprise birthday party for me. And my dad called me up saying, "Hey, your friends want to host like a surprise twenty-first for you. So, like, how about you?" Rick, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's just the way we we operate. <laughs> I, I would love to genuinely be surprised. I'm hope like my friends, Habi and Rasiki and Adela, if you're listening to this, please keep a note that if I ever find a guy, that the proposal better be a surprise that blows me away to make up for all the lost surprises in my life. <laughs> The next thing you know is your dad's gonna call you and tell you, "Hey, your husband's gonna propose to you." <laughs> I mean, you would have to ask for my my hand in marriage to my dad. Hopefully, my dad's acceptance is there. So I'm hoping that someone can silence my dad before he spills the beans. It'll be interesting to see. So I wanted to be a surprise to me, but well planned out by the guy. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Don't take it. I will remember this for your sake, Daniel. Don't worry. <laughs> Thank you. What do you reckon, Kabiaka? So spontaneous of plan. I love spontaneousness. Like for me, I so I've had a mix of both, and I've liked both of them personally. So like having to plan out road trips and having to plan out things to go out and do like you know explorations and hikings are my favorite things to do with someone or people that I love. So that's definitely something. But then. I also find the joy in going and doing shopping with people together, or like I don't know, helping them fix a car, or helping them do something within the house. Like those are the things I find personally very uh, fulfilling. So when people can feel comfortable to do your mix, mix of both is great. But spontaneousness means that at least I can be also happy within the small stuff and the small things. Yeah. So hmm. that's a good way of looking at it. What do you think, Oskiyaka? I'm a mix of both. I have to say. I like having some sort of a plan of what's going to happen, but someone who's flexible enough where you can then just change it up a bit. You're not like rushing to move on to the next thing just because it's already planned. Mm. It also just depends on the context. If it's someone that you've obviously been in a relationship or someone you've been seeing for a longer time, then spontaneity is great. Fair mm. enough. But you know what? I reckon if you if you're in a relationship with someone for a long time, it kind of becomes harder to be spontaneous. Because they they end up learning so much about you, they know you inside and out, if you will. So you know, overall, it, over time, people think you know they start to plan things out a lot more. What do you think, Nunu? Um, I was just thinking about what you just said, and anyone who knows me knows I have virtually no love life. So most of my dates have been friend dates. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you said, Zaki, I really appreciate it. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so most of my dates have been with the girls actually, um, but they've managed to surprise me. I, I remember this one incident in our second or third year of uni, um, and it was Kavi and Maski actually. It was in January. I remember I was going through the blues. I was in my room. I just came back from work. I was tired, and I was going through something in my personal life. I was basically heartbroken, um, and they just that, like walked into my room, threw clothes at me, said, "Get ready, we're going for a drive," and that was that was like. I knew these girls inside and out, so I knew any everything they were going to do. I knew exactly what food we were going to get on the drive, what music we were going to listen to, what activities we were going to partake in. But it was still surprising because they did it so spontaneously. So I think even though it was the gesture that counted, it was the gesture, yeah. yeah. And it was the timing of it. 
I think going back to the point you said where you know when you know someone longer it's hard to create surprises I don't think that's completely true I feel like when you know someone better it's easier to create surprises for them because you already know the things they like the places you could take them or whatever but then for example when you're first meeting someone going on a first date for the first time and they surprise you there's a very high chance you're not going to enjoy it or your taste don't match and then there's that sense of awkwardness or whatever it's not like you don't like the person like for example if like I don't like seafood and you know since I go for Asians and their main diet is seafood and if they take me for sushi I'm probably going to be sick and it's not because I don't like them it's just because I don't like where they chose all right so you know I, and <laughs> I could tell you're talking from experience there Leafy <laughs> she, she woke up and chose violence <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she woke up and chose violence. <laughs> I can relate with that one in a way actually because I have so I have a lot of dietary needs I need to be met. So lactose intolerant, gluten intolerant, also now vegan. So in that sense, having someone who's not known me before try to say that they want to make me food, it's just like uh let me just list you the requirements if you're okay with it, we can do that. Have a takeaway, you know? Like that's fine. You don't really need to put yourself out. So one time I'm not going to keep it anonymous like this person you know invited me over bless their soul and i really enjoyed it like they made me eclairs and like sushi but like with the cucumber and rice only and that's you know that's still something i appreciate it but there is really a limited option with regards to what you can do with i guess something <laughs> when you are in such ways so, yeah, but the, the thought counts the thought counts this reminds me of um an experience my friend had so it was not my date it was my friend's date and it was a first date um, actually, no, it was the second date. They had met for coffee the first time round, so it wasn't really a date, just a hi, get to know you. I want to get to know you more. And the guy offered to cook for her. He said, Come over, I'll cook for you. And he specifically asked her, Is there anything you don't like? And she only gave him two things. She's like, I don't like raisins and I don't like raw onion. So, whatever you, as long as whatever dish you make has cooked onion in it, we'll be fine. And she, I remember she was so excited on the stage. She really liked the guy. She comes back from the date and she told and she tells me the food had raw onion in it. I'm not seeing him again. <laughs> oh lad, you screwed up. You had one job. Exactly. Oh dear. So it's I mean, you can't come back. Yes, yeah, you can't come back from that. She specifically said no onions. And you know what? He he would fail as a burger flipper as well if that's the issue. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've we've got another time today, but let's let's t- let's bring it back. This one's a bit of a controversial one, if you will. Would you <laughs> not a controversial one, but a funny one? Would you prefer a known admirer, someone you know and you know who who knows you back and likes you and you like him back, or would you prefer a secret admirer, someone you know showing their affection through secret stuff? Which would you choose, Leafy? Okay, this is like really difficult because I'm going to be so fucking shallow at this point but okay <laughs> looks really matter to me right and if my secret admirer is good looking like my version of good looking then I'll be fine because everyone likes that new kind of love like that butterflies in your stomach who could it be that kind of suspension but at the same time there's like a security knowing that oh the person i like likes me back and if you like the person then that's completely okay but then if there's no one in your friend group that you like and they like you back then it's kind of more like a burden like you don't want to ruin this friendship and it's like oh oh what do i do now so i think i'd opt for the new person but if 
Decker looking. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense. It makes sense. Everyone has their own, you know, own kind of preferences. So it does make sense. Uh, Baski, Yaka, what do you think? Ooh, I think it's a tough one. I think it just all depends on context. Like the nerd admirer, like, you know, like you said, is it someone that you like? The secret admirer, like, are you actually already seeing someone and now you're receiving something from someone else? Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, scandalous. <laughs> Yeah, it's tricky. It's tricky. It's a t- it's a tough one. If assuming the context is I'm single, then there's I think there's a there's a thrill of a secret admirer. Fair enough. You like the sort of the chase, then, isn't it? You you just want that. It's there. The aspect is there. Of something of a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Nunu. What do you reckon? Oh. I could put on the spot, even though I've had two people's turns to think about this. Um, uh, I would say, if anybody likes me, that's a secret to me in the first place. So most of my admirers would be secret. Okay, lovely. <laughs> Having said that, I do agree um, with Vasuki and Leafy. There is a certain thrill to some, to not knowing who it is, but receiving messages and I don't know gifts or something. Having said that, I am a little bit of a people pleaser at times. So just the fact that I know somebody likes me will automatically make me like them a little bit. However, like Leafy said, um, it can there is a poss- possibility of ruining friendships. So I'm always wary if I am not 100% attracted to them with moving forward with anything because I don't want to ruin friendships. So I've had people buy gifts for me, buy food for me. Food is a big thing. I've had people order food to my house but most of them were kind of creeps so I don't think I would appreciate those kind of admirers <laughs> no matter how much I like the food fair enough they do say you know the way to a woman's heart is through her stomach but that can backfire what quite often what yeah man you buy a girl really good food and eventually she oh, will okay. associate good, good food with you okay. you, you oh. are weird you are weird man <laughs> I have this really hilarious story, right? When I was in high school and you guys are like, Ray knows Yushan, right? She's, she's yeah. like my best friend. We were in art class and she's always snacking. Like she does this thing where she just takes out her hand and closes her palms in and out just to ask for food. Like she won't physically ask, she'll just do that. And people just give her food. And there was this one guy in our class that liked her. And let's just say he's not the best looking guy. It's definitely not her preference of tasting uh, men. But life. there's this one chocolate bar that she really likes. And this guy bought it for her every single day. And it creeps her the fuck out to a point where now she absolutely hates the chocolate bar and hasn't had it since then. Oh, no. Is that? See, it works both ways, you know. Associating people with good food, you know, can mean good reactions. But at the same time, if you're a bad person, it can ruin the association they have with the food. So lads, be careful. And women, if you're trying that, please try a different approach. <laughs> um, I wouldn't say bad person per se. I mean, I'm sure his intentions, he probably saw a lot of romantic movies and thought, you know, let me pursue her to the end of the world and like <laughs> I can win her over, right? So a poor lad, but at the same time, if a woman or a girl or whoever is uninterested, no matter how much you push it, unwanted attention does turn creepy really quick. There's only a, a finite amount of times we can say no and still be polite about it. At some point, it's just get the fuck out of here. That is that is so, so true. 
It is so true. Kavya, what do you think? So, one story time. So, when I was in high school, I had this mystery admirer, I guess, who would call me every day on private number every day to leave a missed call. Now, it just that's instantly creepy. I just want to say that's instantly creepy. Stalker. Yeah. So I was trying to figure out who this was because it just coincided with my French classes. Oh God, if anyone from French class is listening, uh, yeah, I'm not saying anything. Um, but the point is, I was trying to figure out who it was in French class and I would look up when the phone goes off and I would be like, is it them or is it them? I'm not sure. So <laughs> I don't know what's going on at this point. But anyway, I had an admirer in that class and I knew that. So that was a known admirer and I was like hoping it wasn't them. As sad as it was, it was just a bit too much for me. I was like, I'm, I'm, I, not right now. So at that point, I was just like, okay, who is this unknown admirer? I really want to know who it was. And half a, half a year later, they let me pick up one time and I had an idea of who it might be. So I pick up with a full on confidence it was going to be somebody that I know. It was not who I expected it to be. And when I found that, I literally put, I slammed that phone down so fast. I was like, not ready to deal with it. It was an ex and I was just not expecting that to be the outcome of whatever that was happening. So all this time, here I was in French class, trying to figure out who this other admirer was. And it was just shambles. It was just shambles. I was like, I did not mean to make those eye contacts at you because I was just trying to figure out that I was, <laughs> I was just trying to figure out you the person calling me at French class oh, wow. misunderstanding upon misunderstanding oh wow yeah, memories never again lads, <laughs> lads anyone out listening out there anyone who's young who's you know coming up with plans to woo the love of your life listen don't take references from movies please it never works out okay you just end up looking very needy very creepy it, it doesn't work can i just say this happened to me i just remember because you said don't do what's in movies so there was this guy obviously tamil guy watches a lot of tamil and vijay movies oh. and when i told oh, no. you i remember when i remember when this vijay movie came out you know the one where he flicks his collar up and then does this like hand shot to flick gum or cigarettes in his mouth <laughs> And I shit you that every time a new kind of trend came out, he would always do it. And I'm like, I see him trying to flick gum in his mouth like that. And I'm always like, what the fuck is he doing? And then, you know, in Tamil movies, the guy's always kind of like chasing after the girl, even when she doesn't want it. And then in the end, like she resiliently kind of goes to him. Well, guess what, mate? This isn't a movie. I am not that girl. I will literally fight you. Like, this guy <laughs> was following me through every door. Like, when I told you it was the end of the day, I'm trying to leave. I'm going to each door. My guy's, like, trying to run and catch the door before me, trying to stop me from leaving. When I tell you I gave this guy the dustiest look, like, I was like, if you don't take your hand off this door, I'm going to shove you in that bin. And I was like, who do you think I am? You, like, what's going on? Do you think you're Vijay? I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. I, I, you know what? This just makes my point even stronger. Do not copy movies, especially, you know, Bollywood and movies like that, Tamil movies. Don't, don't do it, okay? I said a different location with different <laughs> kind of societal views. It doesn't work out here where we are, okay? It's got to be tough following that, but honestly, unbelievable. Um, you know. So it goes kind of back to the fact that a lot of 
people growing up, if they've grown up on Asian movies or Tamil or South Indian movies, right, there are a lot of unrealistic expectations that are shown there in what romantic relationships are meant to look like or what love is meant to be felt like. And I guess, is it truly our fault that that's what we um, initially try to learn what love is from initially? Like, how do we better educate ourselves about love is something like, do you think it's through experience that we do? Um, now we learn it or could we actually learn it from I don't know theoretically uh, reading about it or speaking to people about it that's a really really good question that um, you are right it, it is the first kind of insight we have to attraction to love to all of that and you know it does play a massive impact on how you build your way up we can definitely discuss that I mean me being a hopeless romantic the way I learned because obviously I grew up with Bollywood movies, South Indian movies first, right? And obviously I saw how the love story and stuff unfolded and to me something never sat right with me and I was like, what's going on? And then once I got into Western movies, then I was like, oh, so is this how love is supposed to be? Like this kind of cliche high school romance. And then obviously I got into high school and clearly that shit's so fake. Or maybe I'm just living in the wrong country. Who knows? But, you know, and then obviously I got into like animes and then animated storylines, obviously way different. Like, and then, you know, if you go into K-drama, their love life is different. So then it kind of just makes you think which is the best option. So it gives you, movies gives you a good understanding of what you should be expecting, like good movies. But then experience is what brings you back to reality, saying like, oh, men are not like this. This is scripted, like they don't do that. So, you know, so you have to kind of make it happen. Guys always think like, oh, this is my ideal, but girls always implant the idea for them. (laughs) I like that. I think I agree with the experience part. I think it also really comes down to, you obviously get an idea yourself of what it is that you like to receive. So you then probably should be applying the same for the other person and then you have to kind of, you know, gauge it on body language and how they are actually reacting to it, the things that they say. You know, sometimes it is just beneath the surface that people aren't going to say it outright. Um, following on from what Vastu was saying, um, sometimes you have this expectation of what you want and speaking from past experience, I had an expectation of oh, this is the kind of person I would think would be right for me. This is the kind of person I would want to date. But having then dated someone who ticked all those boxes nearly to a T, I realised, actually, no, that's not what I wanted at all. Far from it. And sometimes theory and practical do not line up like that. So um, experience is very key. And just a quick side note on Tamil movies, just because I am Tamil, so I, I feel like I grew, um, I can comment on this. Um I feel like in a lot of Tamil movies, the female characters are always very submissive, subdued. Even if they start off feisty or something, they're so quickly broken in by the protagonist as if they were a house cat. And that's what leads to unrealistic expectations. A guy would snap his fingers and expect me to like drop the family that raised me for 20 odd years to follow him and his, I don't know, two GCSEs to the rest of the, to the end of the world. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, you know the movies because of that one fact. Women are not like that, especially Tamil women, right? They grow up and raise kids, and you know, if if anyone has heard the stories about how you know parent our parenting styles are different, 
there is a reason why all Asians are amazing at dodgeball. We grew up dodging slippers, wooden handles, everything, okay? <laughs> we grew up, you know, try, playing against world champions. <laughs> so at, at some point in life, you just got to understand, they are not submissive, right? They, they come with a backbone upon a backbone. Backbone, sorry. <laughs> so they, they are very strong-willed. There is no way these movies are realistic. And, you know, I think that's the point. They are movies. They're, they are kind of dreamt up fantasies put into real and that's the thing <laughs> they're not going to be real and it's so true you know what this actually leads us on really well to what we're going to talk about today um i brought you lovely ladies on to talk about you know love languages and including you've kind of me, including me. <laughs> lovely five ladies and jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I've, i brought you guys on to talk about love languages and you've you know you've Explain it to me in the broadest terms. It's the way you express your love to your significant others. And, you know, I would love it if you guys could go into a little bit more detail. Just explain to me, to the viewers, how you view it. Um, if one of you wants to start. So, for me, like, you know, I, I can confidently say I've had my fair share of relationships. You know, I'll openly admit it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, calm down now. So, you know, I've had my fair share and within that experience, I've learned that each person expresses their love differently or how they care about you. And sometimes it's not the way we want and it's not the way other people can see. So if I give an example, like my current, you know, relationship, which is walking in now, he obviously... Sorry, <laughs> sorry, I had a mild intervention. So, you know, he doesn't really do very romantic things and for other people to see. So everyone's going to say like, oh, does he really care about you? He doesn't do this for you. He doesn't do that for you. But in his own way, he shows that he loves and cares by, you know, doing the things I want, like such as cleaning or keeping things organized or doing, you know, because those are the things that appeal to me more like buying me food so it doesn't have to be the typical norm situation like giving me flowers or doing this eccentric stuff so each person has their own way of showing that they love you but it should just be catered to you and it should be subtle and it doesn't need to be like for the whole world to see or for other people to see love that um i i really appreciate you sharing that because that pretty much highlighted to me uh you like the idea of active services which is one of the five love languages that um has been uh, studied and spoken about so letting them know what you want uh, that you want help with something or to lighten the load of whatever responsibilities you might be sharing is such a such, such an important understated uh, love language lang um, sorry love language i feel um personally for me um, love language is something that I don't limit just to a romantic aspect. It's something that I really love to uh, analyze within my friendships as well as my family as well. It's something that I've been subconsciously trying to introduce to my family environment, which hasn't, uh, who haven't actually explored it or vocalized it as much as they could have done, especially as we were growing up. So realizing that not only do you have to apply how do we better understand uh, the other person but how could we also cater to them and have their meet, uh, needs met it's so important right so for example for me uh quality time is the one thing i think i like uh receiving but also giving uh, the 
giving part is what I feel like uh, the, the two-way street I feel like is so important because that's when you can realize okay so is this being met uh, is this something that we can work on can we talk about that if it's not being worked for example so actually that's a very good point because um so just to quickly like summarize the five love languages there's five of them and Kabi just mentioned acts of service and quality time and then the other three are words of affirmation receiving gifts and physical touch and again like Kabi said I know they're called love languages but it doesn't have to be just romantic love it can be for platonic love as well for friends for family for whoever and um for me personally the two that I really appreciate receiving are acts of service and physical touch. I get a lot of comfort, like, you know, if someone is sat next to you and they just sort of put their head on your shoulder or just small gestures like that mean a lot to me. So naturally the thing that I then give are the same ones that I enjoy receiving. But then with my other half, I realize actually he really likes to receive words of affirmation and I'm not very verbal when it comes to sharing my affection. So that's something I've really had to sort of work on and it's like a conscious thing and just because you're actively consciously trying to do something it doesn't make it any less authentic or genuine it just means that you're in tune to the other person and what it is that they need so honestly just going from that point I know exactly how you feel because for me I'm not very affectionate person I don't like public display of affection I'm not very nice I don't really compliment that often you know I'm just kind of I am the way I am I kind of show my love through actions by doing stuff for them like for example cooking something for them or buying something for them I'm kind of like in that sort of person but also it gets to a point where it makes you think like these people you have to kind of change yourself for them because if they're a person that receives love by words of affection then and I'm not that person I have to kind of force myself to change in a way where they can feel comfortable and they can be reassured that you know I still love them but then that causes complications later on in the relationship because obviously you're not doing it by instinct it's coming by kind of like a force like okay yeah no I have to say this at this time but when you don't then they start doubting the relationship and it causes more problems so then it comes to the question should you find someone that has the same language as love as you you know um i think that's a really interesting way to look at things but um i feel like like Kabi said love languages don't really only extend to a romantic relationship they do go for family as well and since i have more experience with family that's the thing i'm going to comment on now but hopefully it can apply to a romantic relationship too i feel like my ways of showing love are definitely words of affirmation and physical touch i'm i hug basically anyone and everyone i see i'm a very huggy person and i also say i love you like at least 50 times a day um but my brother the idiot who hosts the show on the hand is not very it's <laughs> not very vocal at all and his way of showing love is by um receiving gifts so literally on my birthday 10 days ago he sent me a message going yo happy birthday i didn't get your gift just send me an amazon link to whatever you want see <laughs> it may not seem like the most loving message you could receive i know that's the closest i'm going to get to anything and i think like you said so obviously his way of showing love and my way of showing love are completely different but at the same time i do i i recognize that that's his way of showing love and that he does love me and even though that's not how i would prefer to receive my love because i would prefer it the way i give my love i i it's a consciously i appreciate the fact that he is giving me love and i feel like in a relationship 
when you know that's how the other person shows your love isn't that much more meaningful that they're showing you love authentically rather than them having to force their, themselves to show you love the way you want to be shown love to i mean that is true um just speaking from experience like you know there's been times in a relationship where you know obviously me and the person i'm with we love each other a lot sure but sometimes it just gets a bit difficult because we're not receiving the love that we want in the way that we want and it's kind of like you know they you know say for example they weren't being as physical with me as i wanted them to like for example just holding my hand when we're out not as much as before so when you start doing like giving a certain amount of love and then you start decreasing over time then it starts getting a bit awkward in the relationship and then you have this certain type of expectation as well so having different types of love is okay sure like showing it but i feel like if you give off a certain amount then you have to maintain it throughout the relationship otherwise it just gets more difficult over time that that is okay we've we've had a bit of a debate there but yeah that you guys you guys have hit the marks there honestly see before this i i had no clue what the five you know five points of love languages were at all so the thing is um i i i didn't know about it at all so this is really important for me i'm hoping you know going forwards now i'll be a bit more conscious of it but honestly i feel like i should defend myself here i know i didn't get you the gift you wanted but at least i gave you the option to choose what you really wanted would you have preferred choosing something you want and would have kept instead of you know been surprised by something that you may not have liked i feel like the fact that you thought to get me something i would have liked regardless of whatever it was like my niece draws me 50 pictures of misshapen elephants and i keep all of them <laughs> because i know that she knows i like elephants and she's putting the conscious effort to do something for me so it's not really about the gift it's about the fact that you put thought into it having said that i am not criticizing you you showed me love by giving me gifts and i love gifts i'll take it but i feel like the I way mean, you have asked for jewelry so i'm sure you are going to take it oh for sure but i feel like it's i feel like um the way you phrased it could have been a bit better instead of yo happy birthday it could have been you know happy birthday sister dearest or something along those lines yeah, something yeah, that no, has you know, no, no, no. <laughs> even i don't say that's my sister's <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> I've said that um the what I wanted to ask you guys is so obviously Aki and Rakshin you guys didn't know um you guys didn't know what the five language love languages were at the beginning of this conversation and now you do and having a second to self evaluate how do you think you show your love best because I know neither of you are very vocal people uh, excuse me <laughs> vocal in the wrong person <laughs> I don't know. Okay, now Rasta, you go first. You okay? Uh, so you want me to take the lead? Yes, please. All right. Here's here's the thing, right? Um, initially, I'm a very observant person. I think that just runs in our family. You, you're observant. I'm observant. Dad's observant. It, it just goes along, right? And uh, Leafy knows that I am a very kind of blunt, practical person. I am straight to the point. There is there is no kind of moving around with me. Well, wait, who was that? Was that you, Aki? No, I don't think. Okay. Oh, okay. I said facts. <laughs> oh, facts. I had cap. I was like, I'm not lying. <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. I I am I am very blunt, straight to the point. So some of my some of my actions may seem kind of robotic, may seem cold, but I'm just being practical. So with with the birthday message, I was being straightforward. I I didn't want the hassle of, you know, looking for a gift, 
kind of think, oh, is she gonna like that? Is she not gonna like that? And so forth. And you know, with with some of my exes, if you expect me to reply back to every message you send and just constantly text you 24 hours a day, I'm afraid you've you, you've started a relationship with the wrong person. It's it's just not gonna happen. I I like to walk my own path, and I would love it if someone walked along with me. But you know, if if you want to run and I'm still you know looking at the clouds, it's not gonna happen, is it? That's why you're so, of Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> wow, wow. I, I personally think it's because I'm really picky with who I like. I need to have a mental, you know, equal in my relationship. It just doesn't end up that way. But what do you reckon, Aki? Have you have you gone forward sort of changing up your ways? No, just the same. I guess you gotta love me for who I am, innit? I mean, your way works, so why change works not broken? Mm-hmm. Go on, go on. I think it's less I mean, about like changing um, which, you know, it's, it's less about changing the way you show love moving forwards if that doesn't feel right to you. I think it's more about being aware so that, you know, you might be doing everything you can in your power to show someone that you love them. And then they're still there being like, oh, you don't give me your time or you don't do this or you don't do that. And it's about, being aware that you don't get frustrated in those moments and acknowledging as to why they could potentially be feeling that way. Yeah, I think that's a big part. Acknowledgement is such a big part in, in uh, relationships within kind of, uh, you know, any sort of relationship really. If, if you have a problem at hand, right? And this is one of my biggest pet peeves with the lads. You know, I, I will put my hands up right now and say, I am mentally more mature than any of the guys I hang out with. Lies. And, uh, straight facts. <laughs> You can tell if you saw Aki once, you'd be able to tell straight away he is not a kind of I planned four steps ahead person. He is no. a oh wow, <laughs> let me run straight into this wall kind of person. <laughs> Will you deny it? <laughs> no, I'm not going to deny it. <laughs> there you go. This is why I love you. <laughs> but yeah, so you know, being the mature one in the squad, as you know, daunting as it is, I see things differently to how they would see it. So going on to what you said, I need to. You know, be able to 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 be the similar to you know, kind of think along the same lines. And when they're not matching my wavelengths, it's really hard to acknowledge what they're doing. And at that point, it's either I gotta you know I gotta acknowledge that they're not gonna meet my wavelengths, and I need to either come down and meet theirs so we have a working relationship, or I need to you know look to a different group of friends. It's up to me at that point to decide. So, like I said, acknowledging the fact that you know you can't always change. Well, you, you may have to change. It's a big part in relationships. Um, you know, just going back to the little gifts thing, right? Um, you know, I don't want to sound like a bitch, right? <laughs> but I'm probably gonna. But, you know, I appreciate anything that I get. Don't get me wrong, I'm not ungrateful. But at the same time, I would rather you get me something that I want and I'll use and I'll love you for it more because, you know, I'll be like, oh my God, I can use this every day rather than me being like, oh, thank you so much. And then me just keeping it in the back of my cupboard and never using it because then I feel burdened and guilty that you spent all this money on something which isn't for me. And then I have this awful feeling like, oh, I'm such a bad person because I don't like what you gave me. Like, you know, for example, chocolate, right? You know, guys will get girls chocolate because they think they like it and I don't like chocolate. So when they give it to me, I'm like, oh, thank you so much. And then I just literally put it in my cupboard and it stays there for like three months or my mum eats it and that's it. <laughs> and I feel oh, you like the chocolate. Okay. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> 
Um, I just want to quickly make a note on uh, the receiving gifts section of love languages section aspect there we go um and that i think receiving gifts is not just about physically buying a gift and giving it to the person i think it's the thoughtfulness behind it the the um, the consciously making your significant other or your family or your friends a priority so the fact that rakshan went out of his way to ask me what i wanted before purchasing something is still part of receiving gifts because he was thoughtful enough to make sure that it was something i like so the fact that they are asking you what you want or like giving you what you exactly want rather than randomly buying you something is still the love language of receiving gifts so i completely agree with you that yeah it might be more practical and make more useful for them to ask you what you want and that's still part of love, love languages it's not really them being like blunt about it if that makes sense i just want to say like i don't know why i'm like i don't know if it's just me if other people are like this too but i don't want to tell the person what i want like i want them to know and figure it out like throughout the month before a holiday comes i'll be like jumping in i'll be like oh do you know what like my hair strain has been broken for ages i really need to get a new one and i won't get one because hopefully i'll have these ideas with you their head and give them ideas of what they should be buying for me so subconsciously telling them without telling them right here's the thing right here's the thing i i think i, I speak for nearly all lads when i say we, we, we are not very good at picking up hints we yeah exactly it's confusing can you please be blunt with us can you please go listen my hairdryer broke go out and Why get me another one, one. Yes. Yeah. No, like, but that's I will get romantic. you as many as you want. <laughs> that's but that's you not romantic. Dryer, you need a hairdryer, man. There's a romance to this shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not that. It's like we want to feel like you get us, like you appreciate us. Like, oh my god, my man knows what I want. Like that's what I want. Like he he knows everything about me. He's paying attention to me. So when something's broken or I need something, he's going to go and get it for me. Like that's <laughs> what we want. We want a man that knows what he's going to do for us. Do you know what I'm saying? That means you guys are lacking. I'm um, uh, I'm not going to deny that. <laughs> I was going to say is if we're going to ask for the exact gift, we can buy it ourselves. Hair straightener like I can one click purchase on Amazon. Why am I going to ask you to do it? I'm not that broke. <laughs> How do you buy a gift for your man then? You just oh. you pay attention to oh. what it is that they're that they're needing or that they've it's like if you care enough you're in tune you pick up on small things so even if they're not like dropping verbal hints you'll you'll notice stuff or like they might have mentioned something that they like and then you'll you archive it and then you just pick it back up when the next occasion arises or you don't need to even wait for an occasion so that's that's one thing i'm actually guilty of so i might be the exception in the female species i'm actually very <laughs> like the guys like i Bro. can't remember an archive what somebody might be wanting i know i'm sorry like i'm just going to put that thing around there like i i i'd rather be that person who'd be like okay do you want anything can i get you anything if not like if i'm in there with them in person that's perfect i'll just see what they're getting and then i'm going to physically attack them at the actual checkpoint the cash point and i'll be like, i'm paying for this i'm sorry if you take offense but i really want to do this the only way i can give you gifts or like do that process for them more uh, than any <laughs> imagine imagine can be just knocking him out just to pay for it <laughs> <laughs> oh it's happened it's happened so i'm i'm one of the guys who does that who who won't you know let the other person pay 
And the lads hate me for this because I've done it to all of them. And I'm sure you guys know as well, I, I like paying for other people because I don't like being a burden in that sense. If I can pay for it and, you know, if I can, you know, take care of something like a bill or whatnot, I'd do it. And, you know, a little story. There's only one man who's gotten around that. And that's because he body checked me off the counter and you then paid just... for it himself. No, Appy. It was Appy. Our, our gym lad Appy decided, you know what, I've had enough of this shit. And he absolutely shoulder to shoulder checked me across. <laughs> we, were, we were in Audi and he went, I'm not having this anymore. And this, this lad weighs over 100 kg. He just barred me out. He's not fat in any sense of the word. He's just bulky. He's muscular as hell. He could bench he could bench press me if he wanted to. And he just barred me out the way. I lied to you not when I say I nearly fell into the toilet rolls. <laughs> crazy um going back to alivia's point i think i agree with her in the sense i think most girls sorry cabby about the majority of girls think that way because i vividly remember a conversation with one of my female friends and her then boyfriend i don't know if they're on again or off again at the moment but a significant other about flowers and how she wanted flowers for an occasional coming up and he had forgotten and he was like just message me when you want the flowers and i'll buy them for you and she said, it's not that I don't want you to buy me flowers because I tell you to buy me flowers. I want you to buy me flowers because you want to buy me flowers. Right. So it's it's not the flowers. It's the fact that you, it's the thoughtfulness again behind it's it. It's the principle of the matter. It's the principle of the matter. It just does not just apply to romantic relationships. The reason it took me 10 days to ask Rakshan what I wanted for my birthday is not because I didn't know what I wanted. I wanted him to figure it out himself <laughs> and be like, this is what I'm getting you, right? I've wanted that bloody chain for God knows how long. And I waited 10 days and this guy was not nudging in the right direction. So finally, <laughs> I had to swallow whatever feelings I had and be like, okay, fine. This is the link, order it. And I, and I had to say, make sure you click the gift option when you go to checkout. So it's in the bag and you keep it for storage. Yeah, I, I would have naturally gone for the gift option. I, I do have some common sense, but... <laughs> it is, here's the thing, right? It's hard. It's very hard for lads to pick up these little social cues. I just don't think we're hardwired to pick it up unless, we, you know, we learn at a young age and kind of bring it into our own process. And it, yeah. it's tough. <laughs> That's not 100% true. Okay, yeah, that is somewhat true because in my experience, guys don't really get the clue unless I'm proper, like, going on to, like, Amazon in front of them. Like, oh, what do you think about this one? I'm just going to keep it. I don't have enough money right now. Like, you know, I'll just make up some fucking excuse for them to kind of get it. But at the same time, there's only been one time where a guy has genuinely surprised me. Like, I kind of clock on to stuff really fast. Every time they try to surprise, they don't, they're not very discreet about it. And I kind of figure it out disappointed because I wanted the surprise. There's only been one time where one person where I briefly mentioned something and not because I wanted it. It's just because it came up in conversation, right? And literally for the Valentine's Day, he literally just pulls it out of nowhere. And he's like, oh, here's your Valentine's Day gift. And I was just like sitting there. I was like, what? And I was so gobsmacked. And honestly, I've never felt that way before. And I didn't think it was possible for men. But here I am, like, you know, <laughs> did wrong. There has been times when men kind of definitely pulled it up and made me go in tears with regards to like how much they can surprise. I just want to put that out there because one particular friend put, uh, in, uh, has in more than one occasion done that and I, I, I do value it. So I guess for me, 
receiving gifts isn't a love language that I prioritize compared to some others but when they do it it's still like oh wow like shit I didn't think you can surprise me so I just want to bring that up so one uh, one situation was it was a Christmas it was a Christmas party and it was we were doing Secret Santa so in that situation he um the whole team were behind this so I choreographed for a particular song so I think it was um from Minsara Kanabe, so Hulala. So we did that for Southampton and uh, when we were doing some performances and the whole group learned the choreo, didn't tell me a single thing about the fact that they actually got together in, in a group, learned him, danced to it and memorized the whole routine. And then they performed in front of me randomly without even giving me any cue that they were gonna just, just, just you know, break down in dancing. I was like, who would have thought that you would have paid attention to the fact that I actually like, you know would have even like danced and made this performance and then on top of that you wanted to go out of your way to learn it like that was so nice I, I I would call him out on that for sure like if he listens I appreciate that and then another thing was um on that same day he bought me like the most fundamental things like a blanket and like maybe a candle to and then wrote some terrible mocha jokes on them sorry mocha basically means like pun like terrible puns and essentially every single one had a terrible pun with it which was just realistically caring in its own way he just has a very weird way about writing them but i love it because that's what makes him him and i was just like damn like you I can't believe you made me grow in tears with the most fundamental things but that's what matters at the end of the day right like even if they might be a bit stacking on perhaps words of affirmation for me or like quality time or something like that the fact that they've gone out of their way and done acts of service and to receiving gifts can be a, definitely speaks a lot you know you do definitely realize you feel valued and that this friendship means something to them or something like that would you look at that I need let's try and get it right <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was just gonna say like in terms of story wise so with um with my other half we've been on it was after our first date and I think similar to Leafy, where I had just casually in the conversation, we were talking about something about Germany and I'd mentioned Kinder Pingui. And this guy pulls up on our second day with a pack of Kinder Pingui for me. Oh, I didn't even realize I'd mentioned it. Or even recently, like a couple of weeks ago, I mentioned something about how I was taught crochet like at school. And he'd somehow found like this crochet kit in Aldi and showed up like the next time he saw me with like a, like a crochet kit. It's literally just the thought behind it. It doesn't mean that I was sat there being like, my life is incomplete without a crochet kit. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. It's just, it's genuinely just the thought behind it. And the fact that someone is paying attention to the things that you're saying. That's so cute. Yeah, I know. Okay, for my, in my experience, right, I think it's the total opposite of what you guys just said, because I feel like the boys get hints uh, to another boy than a girl. Because uh, I remember telling the boys uh, before my birthday, well, not before the birthday, just when I got my car, I wanted a front splitter and stuff like that. And then, you know, we went to Appy's house and then we were playing board. And then I saw a massive box in the corner. And <laughs> it, 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 it was funny because we were just sitting there and we're playing. And then I looked to the left and then, because it's like a hollow table, on the other side of the table, all I see is Maxton Designs. And I was like, that's the only company that designs these kind of things for my car. And I was like, so I was like, happy. So who's is that for? And he goes, oh, that's for my car. That's for my car. Don't worry, don't worry. And I was like, it's a, I, I knew it was, I knew it was something for my car, but I don't know where it was. And um, but he was better trying to lie to me and stuff. But they knew I wanted something from Maxim Designs, and they knew exactly what part I wanted as well. And it was funny because when I when it came to my birthday, like just a week before, my friend um, was lying to me. Oh, here's fifty quid. Go buy something. 
uh, that's your birthday gift. And I was like, what? So I ended up buying, and this, you know, this close friend of mine decides, you know, here's Amazon, here's 50 quid, take it, and just order all your car parts in there. That's it, that's your birthday gift for you. And I was like, see, that's how I want my birthday gifts, you know? That's I think that's just because of practical. And going back to Appy, the poor lad, it's happened twice to him, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> mine and Aki's birthdays are a couple of weeks apart. So they're not very far. They're in November. So I'm, I'm in mid-November. He's late November. And Appy's the kind of guy who, who will keep hold of the presents. So the lads will chip in, buy the present. He'll get the packages. He'll secure it. He'll hide it and whatnot, right? And he's usually very good at this. But for some reason, this last year, he's just left them out in the open. So I went around to his house because we were working on a project together. And I walk into the living room and my usual, you know, my usual routine for when I visit his house. I walk in, I say, what's up? We good? And then, you know, we do the little handshake thing we do, shoulder check each other and then we go in. I take off my coat and I put it on the sofa. On the sofa, laid out in front is a hoodie with, with a picture of me and my mates on that he's got especially printed. And it was just lying there open for everyone to see. And I, and I go, so, uh, I was like, damn, bro, what'd you get this? It's so sick. And I look at him because he was silent for like five seconds. And I turn and look at him. <laughs> and he's just there with his mouth ajar going, oh, that wasn't meant to be out. <laughs> oh, that happened as well, you know, when we were playing Carambo and I noticed the box and you and Arjun looked at each other like, bro, what the fuck did we say, bro? What did you say? Yeah. And Appy came to save it. But, you know, he didn't save anything at the end of the day. No, no, no. We do, uh, we do instantly. As soon as we got on the car, I turned to you. I was like, yeah, that's your gift, bro. Yeah, and I, uh, it was another thing is um, for my birthday, a lot of things came for my birthday this 21st. It was actually quite a mad birthday. Um, but uh, one of our friends, they you know they knew that I wanted to get a personalized number plate for my car. And it was really expensive because especially if you want to look for Aki as a number plate, it's really hard. And uh, I saw like three, there was like no Aki, um, a Yo Aki, and then just random 64 Aki and stuff like that. And they were really expensive, but like at the time I didn't have the money, in, but I kept towing it to these lot. I didn't expect them to buy it because it was so expensive. But um, on my birthday, I I remember Ratchin just being there. Uh, she came along, she came after work, and then she surprised me with it. And because uh, it was a two people gift as well. And um, when they bought it for me, I was explaining to them how, how upset I was when I found out on like the third day of seeing this number plate missing off the website. Because on the website, Ayo Aki was no longer there. Not even the other ones weren't there. I was like, what happened to all these number plates? Did someone buy it? And I was so upset. Like, I didn't want to drive my car at the time. I was like, I can't imagine my car with number plate. I don't want this. I don't like this. And then on my birthday, she, she like she fully surprised me. I was gobsmacked fully. And then uh, God forbid, you know, as in God bless the man. And um, yeah, that, that, that was one of the gifts. Like, it's just, you know, yeah. I mean, this just shows that, you know, love doesn't have to be in a relationship. There, there yeah, is yeah, platonic yeah. love. I can um, imagine being sat at home being like, who is this bastard? Who is this <laughs> it, was, it literally was me. I was like, I need to find him. I was going to go on DMVLA, pay £2.50, find this guy's address, go to and kill him. Pay £2.50. Following on from what Rakshan just said about love not having to just be romantic, um, I actually wanted to question about that because obviously I'm a very oblivious person when it comes to anything that is not friendship or family or love. Um, and having listened to Cabby's story where her friend surprised her, her male friend in her story, and Aki's story where his female friend surprised him, at which point do you know that that's them trying to take the initiative to show them that, show you that they like you a bit more than just a friend or them just being a friend? Because this is the this is the reason I get so much shit from all you guys. Because all my brothers buy me food. That doesn't mean they're interested in me in a romantic sense, right? So how do I know that what the person is doing is like 
one step beyond what is required of him as a good friend or family member? I personally think uh, they need to be a bit more clear about this. If you like them, you like them in it. Say something. I agree with you in that point. Like, if they don't vocalize it, then it's not really also giving you an indication that they're a good communicator. And I feel like being a communicator definitely is so important when it comes to a relationship. Um, if they're not ready to communicate about their feelings, they perhaps need more time to be able to process it for themselves. And only when someone's so ready to be able to, you know, think about it in that sense, should you be even thinking about it beyond any other step. If it, You should just take it at face value is what I've learned over the years to do. Just take all the love, take all the affection at face value. And when they finally perhaps may, you know, just have evaluated if there's something that you guys both mutually want to pursue, then sure, let it happen or if you want it to happen. But other than that, no, I guess it took a very long time to come to that realization too. Definitely, Danny, to be like, no, just accept love for what it is. People are still exploring themselves and figuring out what love is in their own definition, in their own lives. So why why label things until you're actually explored it fully and you actually want to vocalize that to somebody? Okay, I've got a little story to tell you guys though. Um, I agree with Cappy, don't worry. Uh, but um, this little story, I was just, you know, casually driving this one day and then um, uh, on my, uh, I stopped and parked and then I was just waiting for my mom to come back from work. And I was going through Instagram and I saw one, uh, like this person's um, yeah, Instagram story and on the story it said, uh, what would you want? Wait, uh, as you know, what would you uh, want? You know, for like God to give you and stuff like that, like the perfect gift. And then I was like, uh, and I was like, as cringy as it was, I was like, a woman who's loyal and grateful and blah blah and kind. And I was like, oh, you know. Uh, and then that just went past, and no one replied to anything. That person that had it on the Instagram story did not reply to it at all. But uh, a few months later, I posted something onto my um, Instagram with me uh, when I was little on a little tri bike uh, and. Uh, this person just comments on it going um a lawyer girl come through and i was confused because i saw the notifications on my phone uh, as lawyer girl come through and then i was like Who? okay so i tapped it and it went missing like the whole comment went missing in it at this point i was like oh my god some girl likes me and oh boy some girl likes me and then i went and I checked it and i was like it's not I, that, that comment's gone so i started chasing around seeing who it was i went back on my notification i was like who is this person then i messaged them at the end i was like listen why did you delete that comment and then they're like, oh, I thought it was cringy, this is that. And I was like, no, put it back on right now. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then that person turns out, you know, she actually likes me. And I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> Mate, yeah. the amount of BS we had to go through. Oh it was, we went through a lot of red tape for this one, but you know what? At the end of the day, it made it worth it. <laughs> it was it was, it was, was amazing stuff. It's You know what? I, I personally believe that for friends, right? The, the people that you think of that are just good friends who who want to take it a step further. They can't do that unless they recognize within themselves, like you said, Cabby, they need to acknowledge, first of all, that they may have feelings for, you know, their significant other. And it was similar for me, right? Because uh, most of you guys know this. I, I spent, you know, close to 10 to 12 years going after the same girl. And it took me the first half of that decade to actually realize I don't just like I'm not just attracted to her I actually may love her so you know I spent all this time going after her and it, it was you know there, there were times when it when you question yourself when you go is it really do I really have feelings for her do I really like her is this right am I just you know am I just being desperate because I haven't had a girlfriend for so long or some stuff like that right you just question yourself yeah. and honestly lads you, you just gotta remember 
you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. As cringy as that line is, as he overused that. as Someone, that line is. Someone said that in, uh, from basketball. You need to take a thousand shots to get, you know, become successful. And I was like, what? You, you interrupt my terrain for this BS. <laughs> 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 yeah. Wait. You know what? The moment's gone. Someone else carry on. Um, I just wanted to comment on what you just said, Rakshad. As someone who's who was there from the beginning to as a spectator to watch, um, I feel like the better half of that decade, well, it might have you might have used it to get uh, to to make sense of your feelings. I feel like a lot of that was heavily influenced by Tamil movies again, because I feel like may in your been. mind you were the protagonist going after the girl. Because I feel like it may I, have been. I've said this to you multiple times during that time I saw a thing, but there were so many signs that she was not that interested, but she still wanted Joran as a friend. I feel like partially there's some fault on her side as well because she kind of led you on a little bit in that whenever she was in the dumps or had been let down by some other guy, she would come back to you and be like, oh, if there's only a guy like you with you right there, giving you the impression that, hey, that, I'm a that is That is hands down one of the worst things womankind has ever created, right? <laughs> I, I don't I don't care about all of these serial murderers and, and these and these bad bad people out there. Womankind, I hate you for that one line. I wish someone like that was there. I wish someone like so and so was here. That one line has tortured me throughout my life. And honestly you suck for it. <laughs> listen, translation, when a girl says to you, Oh, I wish there was a guy like you, it means I wish there was a guy like you that I was actually attracted to. I'm sorry, but that's the cold hard fact. Oh, whoa! She woke up and chose violence as well. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love you to visit. That's why I'm telling this to you straight to your face. If a girl says, oh, I wish there was a guy like you, she means someone she actually finds attractive who looks like you. I mean, not looks like you, but acts like you. She wants your personality in Tom Cruise or Brad Pitt, not you. I'm sorry, but that's just what she wants. I mean, can I can I just say, like, that's 100% too straight back. Can't even deny it. I'm so sorry. No, but, it's facts. It's you know, facts. There's, been, there's been times, like, you know, because, you know, Ray knows, but obviously I swing both ways. So obviously, like, I'm, I'm bisexual, right? And, like, you know, when I like a girl and I talk to her, she's like, oh, you know, if you're so great, if only, like, you're a guy. And I'm like, What's the problem? I was like, what's the problem? Why do I need to be a guy? Like, I mean, why am I not good enough? I'm better looking than any guy you're going to get anyway. So I'm like, what's the problem? And so modest. And then... <laughs> I'm so modest. But like, you know, there's also times where most of my relationships is actually me asking out my significant other. And you know, it's kind of... It's kind of like, you know, guys should make the first move. And, you know, I can say, like, obviously, I've been in more relationships with guys than I have with girls. But still, I'm always the one asking my significant other out, even though one I'm with at the moment, like, I asked him out. And it just goes to show, like, you just have to take a shot. Because for sometimes, like, you know, even though they'll do stuff for you later on, they'll never make a first move. So you never know where it goes unless you try and you can step forward as well. And that goes for both ways. It's not just guys. Like, girls should do it too. But I think they have this idea that, like, oh, men should ask me. You know, they have that. Even if women are strong, like, they want that kind of, like, romance where they're like, oh, yeah, he came up to me, fancied me, asked me sort of thing. 
I agree with Leafy because I feel like it's much more. No, it's not. I don't think it's much more attractive, but I think it's it should be equal. You know, a girl should ask a guy out as well because um, when a girl asks a guy out, you know, uh, I don't know how to say it, but like when I, it's really normalized to this day and age where guys ask girls out, and I don't personally like that, but because um, that's just a lot of pressure on us, isn't it? Because you might like a girl and she might like you, but you know, you guys won't get along because you haven't asked her yet. That's why. Yeah. So, response to that, I've actually also been one of the probably minority amount of girls who ask guys out too if I'm interested in them. So I feel like for me, it's very easy to admit if I have feelings if I did uh, much more readily than the people that have I have liked. But the thing is, more than that, sometimes you have to really respect the timeline of whether they're on the same page as you or if they're not and really be observant in that case as well. Sometimes, yes, you might have feelings, but the, the process of having them also acknowledge theirs and work on it is so important. So that's one of the things I've learned throughout life's lessons of having to have gone through these processes. But that's what's kind of made me come to the realization of, hey, if it, you know, there's nothing wrong with it at all. If anything, that's definitely showing uh, who you are as a person if you're more outspoken or quite confident in yourself that's definitely the way to go but sometimes it's also come up across as in sometimes it strikes a chord with some guys and I've noticed that and it's just like okay well at least we realized how our dynamics are at this point so that's again a point where you can reevaluate. sometimes see admitting to feelings or some things like that can be quite daunting for females too but I guess it's part of the whole game right like you just you just have to give it that shot like you say I mean I just want to quickly say like off this point like you know the reason why I started asking guys out myself because of one experience which really made me regret it for the rest of my life and I'm telling you it was the cutest fucking story you will ever hear and it was kind of like I was on my way to work and I was on the train and there was this guy sitting like you know those long overground trains where it's like they have a whole row of seats and then they have the fours I was sitting next to the window with the forest and this guy was sitting on the long and we just kind of turned and made eye contact and you know I just smiled at him and he smiled at me and when he smiled I don't know why I just looked like the biggest idiot like I had this massive grin on my face and I couldn't stop smiling and I was like looking out the window and I was like stop smiling and then basically this whole like bunch of family came and sat with me right so obviously like my stop was coming but obviously I got up a bit early and I went and stood up and then he came and stood up next to me and we were all just standing there and then the train kind of jerked and I accidentally fell on him and I was like oh I'm sorry and he said it's okay and then we just stood there and then we got off at the same stop and we were walking side by side literally together went on the escalator stood next to me went down and you know when you go down to the platform there's like you go right or you go left i'm shitting you that as soon as we went down the escalator together we both just drifted into the other side and we both stood at the entrance we're looking at each other and we're like should i go after him is she gonna come up to us like we we're literally standing there like contemplating who should go and i was like okay you know what? i'm gonna do it and as soon as i was going to go his train came and then he got on and my train came at the exact same time and we just waved to each other and i've never seen him ever again and i regretted it for the rest of my Life. Oh wow, that's a. Hey, can I just say that sounds like a full-on Bollywood? Yeah, that's a movie. That's a movie, isn't it? Yeah, that's a straight movie. Like I've seen him over there. I can't see him anymore, but <laughs> that, is, that is such a cute story. Um, and I'm a I'm a sucker for like cute stories. Um, so me and my other half, we we met at a revision course, 
really cheesy. Um, <laughs> it was our revision course for like our final exams, and um, we, he's from a different like he was from a different uni. There was a couple of us there, and he he struck up a conversation with me. It was a, it was a two day course, and I was there for the first day, and he struck up a conversation with me. He's also Tamil. Um, you know, good conversation. He seemed really like mature, really inter- like really interesting to talk to, really nice. And then he was like, "Oh yeah, like you know, I'll catch you in the next break." But then, like the opportunity just didn't arise for us to see each other again during the day. And I hadn't told him that I'm not going to be there the next day, so he would have assumed that he's going to see me on the Sunday. But I wasn't there. So on the way home Saturday, I'm there like trying to find him on social media. But you know, with Tamil names, you can never know how they spell it. So I was there, <laughs> various things. I was trying to go through the TSOC of his uni. I was trying to go through the Facebook event for the revision course we were there for. Couldn't find him. I said the next day I saw Kenny. We were both brainstorming different ways to spell his name so I could find him. And then um, on the Monday, so I was based at a hospital for placement, and there were a couple of other medical students who are from my same uni who'd also been there at the revision course, and they had been there on the Sunday. So on the Monday I was at placement. And this girl comes up to me. And she was like, "Oh, hey, Vasily. Like, there was this guy that came up to me. Um, his, you know, his name starts something with a J. And then I said his name, and she was like, "Yeah, him. He asked me to pass something on to you. And she like, Rama does in her bag, and she like whips out a post-it note with his name and number on it. Oh. <laughs> and I died inside. I was like, this is the cutest thing ever. So old school, so romantic. Like he could have easily just been like." I don't know. Type my number or like find me her on Facebook. But he literally wrote his name and number on a post-it note, and that's literally how we got talking from like at the start. Aww. I'm getting butterflies just talking about it. <laughs> that's so cute. What the fuck? Hey, why so can't cool. this? Why can't this happen to me and Rats? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why you're complaining. You're set, right? Oh, I right. should be complaining. Okay, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's. If I like these people. <laughs> Honestly, it's you know, it's amazing. Um, guys, listeners, thank you so much for listening today. We've, uh, I think we've actually come up to the end of our session now. It's been a really long Valentine's Day special. We've had amazing guests. Thank you so much for all of you guys for coming on and Aki, I guess, but he's always here. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so thank you, Leafy. Thank you, Vaskiaka. Cheers, Nuru. Thank you, Kavi. <laughs> Just a little note before we leave, guys. Um, we spoke a lot about love languages. We spoke about a lot about what love means and how it can be romantic or platonic. We spoke about you know bad relationships. We spoke about amazingly cute stories, and you know, at the end of the day, it's how you how you approach take your approach. Just remember to take your shot. You don't want to be like Leafy missing your shot and you know regretting it forever. You want to be you know like her now she's happy now and that's what you want to be you want to be like Vasky like, you, uh, you want to you know have a really cute story that you can tell your kids and whatnot. and uh, <laughs> you want to be like Kabi who have amazing friends who you know make these amazing dance uh, choreographs for you don't end up like me or Aki right <laughs> we're, we're wait, 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 wait. me what did I do you nah, like, well, we talk about it after the podcast alright well <laughs> we'll stop it I'm in trouble with him now too brilliant but <laughs> no, honestly, guys, remember to take your shot. You'll miss if you don't. And who knows, you might score. And for those of you who are like me who've struggled in a relationship and it hasn't gone the way you planned it to, you know, keep your head up, keep your chin up because you, you can always learn from the experience. Just like I did, keep walking forwards, keep going through. Make sure you check out our previous podcast as well. Basket, you want to say something really quick? 
Yeah, I was just gonna say, even if you don't take your shot, enjoy Valentine's Day with your friends. You don't have to take a shot if you don't want to. You can still enjoy it without without an other half, without a boo. <laughs> I go on a Valentine's Day with one of my best friends, regardless of whether I've been with someone or not. So. Yeah, but the thing is, um, like she said, you know, it could be your best friend or you could be any other friend on Valentine's Day. Because you know, Keanu Reeves on his Oscar, he took instead everyone else to uh, brought, um, you know, their partner and everything, but he brought his mum instead of um, his wife. I love that. I do the same. I celebrated with the family, and I always have for the last few years. So, Lisi, am I the only one that celebrates alone? <laughs> I mean, I'll crack open a bottle of wine, like get him. I mean, you're a cat lady. That's why. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, guys. it's okay to celebrate on your own as well. It's fine. Yeah. Self-love. Absolutely. You can't truly love somebody else unless you love yourself first. And I think that's one of the things I struggle with the most because as much as an awesome person I am, sometimes I forget that and I need to be reminded by Vasuki who will look at me and be like, I will slap you with a slipper if you say that about yourself. <laughs> and it takes me a second. <laughs> She'll probably dodge with all the experience you have, but... <laughs> so thank you so much for listening if there's anything you can take away just you know we've had so many different opinions and different approaches to the subject of valentines i hope you guys have an amazing valentine's and i hope you guys stay safe and enjoy your day thank you guys for coming on thank you bye